Make sure you check out the latest episode of the Jameer Smith Show podcast on all of your major listening platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart. And remember to stay creative. So many times, y'all, so many times that we've always loved Patti LaBelle, don't we? Come on. And let's be clear. She knew the words to her song. Shout out to our girl, Patti LaBelle and Michael McDonald. I'm on my own. (laughs) Everybody, welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show podcast. And I'm super excited about today because we have someone that I have known for, I think he, he reminded me earlier, guys, for like 25 years. And you guys know we have had some amazing conversations on this show. But none other than people that really, really know the host is when you really get down to business. Everybody, put your hands, your ears, and everything together for Gerard Williams. (laughs) How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm super excited about this because it's always interesting when you get to interview people that you know know. And um, before we get started, we are in July. Mm -hmm. How has 2023 been for you so far? It's been amazing. I mean, where I am right now, I did not see this coming. Uh, So it's it's been a, a great blessing for me. I started off the year doing a show in Raleigh. Raleigh, okay. North Carolina. I was um, doing Dream Girls. Hey, yeah, Dream Girls, and um, I was doing it at North Carolina Theater, and I had an audition for an upcoming tour, and it happened while I was actually in my run of Dream Girls, and I wasn't able to actually go back and do the final callbacks in New York and all that kind of thing. So, oh wow, my my life is always full of auditions, so it's just you know one thing after another. And so I wasn't expecting to be here to to actually get this gig that I'm on right now, which is going to L.A. So um, that happened in February. And then in March, I started the tour of uh, Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Listen, y'all, and let me be very clear. He's being very, very admirable right now. But (laughs) when I tell you he kills it, kills it every night. But go ahead. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, that started in March. And, you know, we are in July. Yeah. Here I am. So I always like to talk about um, giving people their flowers while they're still here. With everything going on in the world, I think that um, we have to acknowledge um, people's work. And because I've known you for so long, and even people that I bring on the show, I really do. And my team does a really good job on just finding out all of the great things that you've done as far as within your life and giving you your flowers now. But before we give you your flowers, we've got to go back. And I think a lot of people can see the successes. I mean, from people just recently last night, from uh, celebrities that you were around just at some of the shows last night. I mean, the people are loving the Tina musical. And if it is coming to your town, I know we're here in L.A. I know it's going to Costa Mesa. And then, of course, I think San Francisco. And I mean, it's just traveling around the world. But before we get into that, Coming from Bull City, 
Durham, North Carolina. And if you guys could see him right now, we are throwing <laughs> up the Bull City signs, man. Yes, Bull City. How was it like for you growing up in Durham, North Carolina? Um, well, back in Durham, I went to Southern Durham High School. Okay. And I was in chorus uh, really heavily, and I was also heavily involved in church at Orange Grove in Durham. So, like, it's a it's a big part of my life, and um, I loved it. And, you know, I'm still in North Carolina to this day, even though I'm traveling and doing all these shows and seeing all these other cities, like, North Carolina and, you know, Durham is, is home. And so it was it was good for me growing up there, um, especially being able to see the other, the other cities and comparing it to back home. I feel like there's always a nice balance mm-hmm. there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really loved it. I said that uh, we did a show actually with one of my family members. Shout out to my cousin, Jonathan. And um, I told him about, excuse me, how Durham has really changed. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting, both of us being from Durham, North Carolina, shout out to all of the people and the listeners uh, from Durham and Raleigh and, and everywhere in North Carolina. Yeah. And just how Durham has evolved as a city. I mean, and there were places, as a lot of cities, right, as we continue to grow and to regentrify. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very proud to see where Durham is as a city. Um, people like you, like myself, that are coming out of Durham and just really doing some great things. Mm-hmm. Um and and I have to say, ever since I've known you, you've been super successful. Y'all, let me tell you something. This this thing was singing <laughs> when we were young. And yeah. it was like when you know someone has a passion and a drive, you know that the world is, is endless. Mm-hmm. So when you were a child, if you could describe how you were, you know, were you happy? Were you sad? How were you as a kid? Um, I would say that I was pretty um, content. Mm. You know, happiness doesn't happen all the time. You know, uh, sad times come, ups and downs. You know, that's that's just life. You know, like I, I've heard many times in the song, uh, you can't appreciate the sunshine without the rain. Yeah. You know, so you have all of those moments. Um, but I'd say my, my family, my mom and my, my stepdad, they were very, very supportive of me growing up, um, being in the arts and um, playing piano taking me to uh, church all the time to sing in the choir and participate in, in also all sorts of extracurricular activities, you know, so growing up, it, it was good. And I, and I actually have, I have three brothers that I grew up with as well. Um, I'm the oldest of nine, Uh-oh. Um, but uh, it, it was, it was a good childhood for me. You know, like I said, everything wasn't always perfect, but it was good. I found balance in life. And I think that's one of the things people always need to hear, you know, that are coming from bigger families, people that have, you know, step parents or just families that support our visions whenever we're younger. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I had the exact same, you know, alignment with my parents. And I remember my mom and dad consistently saying, you know, stay focused on whatever your creative path is. Mm-hmm. And even though we're from a little city, Durham, North Carolina, dream as big as possible. Absolutely. Um when you think about some of the conversations that your mom or your stepdad or teachers, things mm-hmm. like that, have impacted as far as in your life, what's some of the greatest lessons that they have taught you? Oh, wow. I would say I learned a lot from my teachers. Um, they really, really pushed me. They really believed in me. Um, and, and so, like, they opened me or exposed me to to things that I, 
I, I wouldn't have even thought to look into myself. Mm. And um, so they, they, they taught me without saying to never be afraid to to go beyond your comfort zone. Yeah. You know, uh, I grew up singing in church, uh, you know, so like that was what I knew. Um, I didn't know a lot of different music styles outside of like church and R&B stuff. My mom may play it at home, <laughs> you know. Uh, but my teachers opened me up to musical theater and to, to classical music and it just kind of like stretched my horizon, you know, and, and without them, you know, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. Uh, so my teachers showing me that I can like reach my goals and step outside of my comfort zone and be successful in it. And also my mom taught me a lot. Like she went back to school and got her master's degree and she like, she's, she's so successful. Um, with um her teaching she teaches at hillside shout and out to hillside come on y'all hillside the hornets and uh she opened a bank there and she took her students um internationally to like paris and all sorts of places like and that just kind of really showed me that like there are no limits you know and even like age is not a factor you know like if you have a dream and something you want to go for go for it and you can achieve it yeah you know i and i say that consistently you know as know we talk about it every year i think of a mantra or a saying and for me it's about living intentionally and making yeah. sure that things in my life have purpose people have purpose and you know as i navigate through this thing called life you know every single moment has to mean something focus on those big rocks yeah and i think that's what our parents t teach us and taught us you know as we were kids and you know even coming from north carolina i think even our parents i mean my mom has a lot of the same story of going back getting her two master's degrees mm -hmm. and yeah. just being that rock that is needed um for other people to follow because i mean just to hear feedback on how people view even our parents is really a reflection on how we even see ourselves sometimes mm -hmm. most recently and, and we have some reviews that we will kind of go over. I, I pulled a couple of reviews and my team had pulled a few as well. So we pulled some of the top reviews. But when we talk about reviews, <clears throat> most recently, Gerard is playing Raymond and Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Mm -hmm. And also he has been in My Fair Lady and The Color Purple National Tour. He is an mm -hmm. actor. He's a singer. He's a realtor. Let me tell y'all something. If y'all need a house, y'all yeah. need some apartments. Y'all need <laughs> something in these streets to lay y'all heads. Look, he got you. But yeah. no, most importantly, you know, he is a strong actor and a person that really is showing people every single night that he kills it. What made you decide to become an actor? I've always had a passion for performing, right? I've always sang. I didn't realize that I could even act <laughs> until I was called to sing for a show. And um, this was at North Carolina Central. Shout out to the Eagles. Come on, Eagles. And um, Dr. Shabi had me come in and play the role of Jesus in this uh, show called Slapping God in the Face. And really, I was just trying to be one of the singers because I, like, <laughs> I had I had just lost my job at that time in my life. And I was like, you know, what's God like? What's next? Like, what, what do I do now? Um, and this opportunity came for me and I went to sing and I auditioned at Central. I, I didn't go to Central. So, I mean, I was just an outsider coming in to the theater department. Um, and I got the role and I ended up getting the lead role. And, hey. when I, and when I did that, I was like, wow, like I can actually really act. 
<laughs> like I'm not just I'm not just a singer. So once that door opened for me, um, I I didn't look back. I just kept pursuing it. I think about you know a lot of times people try and figure out you know what is their passion? How do they really put? you know, uh, the energy and the pen to paper and, and really just say, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And you have had this drive, honestly, since you were young. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's always a beautiful thing. I mean, guys, I didn't even know, one, that he was in this show. And <laughs> I had gotten invited to go to the opening night. And I look up and I see this person. I was like, yo, is this? No, please. <laughs> no, no. And then he begins to sing. And when I tell you, I was like, well, this voice sounds super, super familiar. (laughs) And still I'm like, no, no, no. And then, of course, you see him again because a lot of people, as you guys know, in in plays um, will play different roles. Right. Mm -hmm. And I see him in another role and I'm like, well, wait, that. okay, no, that's him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. And I think the beauty about you as an actor, you as a person, you've always lived your life with truth. You've always lived your life in just really understanding what your passion is. But yep. I think you've you've really honestly gone after it every single moment. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about just a lot of the roles that you played, and mm-hmm. I mean, you've been around for a while. What has been your favorite role so far? Well, I would have to say um, my favorite role was playing Cole House Walker. Mm. Um, in Ragtime. Okay. And I say that's my favorite character because he played a strong black lead and he didn't take injustice. You know, he, of course, the time that he was living in, that's just how people were. You know, they were not fair to black people. And we're still living in a time now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where black people are not treated fairly. And, you know, things happened to him and he, he just didn't take it. He wasn't just going to say, well, this is how it is. You know, he stood up for himself. He stood up for his own rights. He stood up for his family. And, you know, he made it he made a difference. Um, and so that was very important to me to to portray that character. So it's been my, my favorite role. What do you think is the most difficult thing about acting and singing at the same time? <laughs> um, trying to. For me, I, I don't know how it is for everybody, but I'll say for me. The most difficult thing sometimes is trying to uh, remember your, your lines. <laughs> <laughs> trying to remember your lines. I mean, because once once you've kind of got a rhythm, then you know it's it's it's, it's in there, it's locked in. Mm-hmm. But um, the difference between doing live theater and television is that you don't get a second chance. No, no, you do not. <laughs> you know, it's, it's live. <laughs> it's, it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. Um, so there's an amount of pressure there for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, so. You want to make sure that you kind of get get your lines straight. Um, the sing the singing part for me is 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 not a it's not an issue, but you know when you're talking about combining them together, that that will be the thing. It's just remembering what's what comes next. For this specific role, you know, and I'm probably like a lot of people that have really loved Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. We've all seen What's Love Got to Do with It, mm-hmm. but then also I remember seeing the original play in New York on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was blown away at that time because, you know, Tina was still alive. She had actually come the second night um that I was there and um Oprah was there. So you guys know it was a big thing. Big big thing. But the other piece behind that is it was just so elevated and the lights and every single moment made you super excited and it brought you back 
to where you were in that moment when you saw what's love got to do with it. Also, even with me, I'm a lot like a lot of my other friends and people that read a lot. And I, Tina, the book was just absolutely fantastic. It was masterfully, masterfully done. Um, and, and, and I think whenever people do renditions, you have to think about, will I do the role justice? Mm-hmm. How did you prepare for this role? Well, I had to find out who Raymond Hill was, mm-hmm. you know, so who was Raymond Hill? Raymond Hill was a band member in Ike's band, the okay. Kings of Rhythm, right? And so when Tina started to come around, you know, when she moved to St. Louis, mm-hmm. um, she had a thing with Raymond before she got with Ike. Mm. And so she ended up dating him and getting pregnant by him. Mm-hmm. And he leaves. And this isn't completely portrayed in the show. Okay, um, It's more like he gets kicked out. Of the group, (laughs) but in actuality, he left and moved away while she was pregnant and he got married to someone else. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he gave Tina her very first child, which was Craig. And Craig's name is Craig Raymond Mm -hmm. Turner Mm because he was adopted by Ike. And see, and this is the thing. I knew that. And it's it's so funny. When I was talking to a young lady who I still talk to now on Instagram, she was sitting beside me at the play. And she was like, wait a minute. I didn't know. I thought the kids was, uh, that's not Ike's kid. You know, and it's so interesting how a lot of people really don't know that piece of the story. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a big piece of the story as it well is. because she really was in love with him. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to say, honestly, you did a remarkable job. And just to see you continue to bring the house down every night. And and I think I've told you this before, but I'm going to say it again just on, on on record. Everyone that has seen this from celebrities that I know to other bloggers and, and radio hosts, everyone has said the exact same thing. Congratulations. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, and, and I have to say, if you guys have not seen it, please make sure, you know, you, you really go, you know, it's closing on Saturday, Sunday, I'm sorry, of this, this week, uh, here in Los Angeles, if you're in the LA area, make sure you go and see it. Um, you've gone through a lot and I've seen you since you've been here in Los Angeles and just to see you guys, when I tell y'all two shows a night and then going out with, with the cast and crew and really just showing the support to Mm -hmm. everyone. What do you think makes this role so challenging? Um, I don't feel that it's really challenging. Mm. Uh, the, the role, I say the character itself is not challenging. Okay. Having to be in the ensemble and do all the roles is what's challenging. Okay. You know, um, cause I, I play Raymond, but then after I'm Raymond, I'm the paramedic, I'm the disco dancer, um, <laughs> you know, I'm the businessman, you know, so I have so many other roles that I have to, to do throughout the show. And so, you know, just that continuation of, um, switching characters, um, that, that can be tiring, you yeah. know, that can be draining for you. Um, but, but this is my passion. This is what I love doing. And I already know what's coming up, you know, so it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not catching me by surprise. Um, cause I do it every night. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that would be, that, that's what I say is could, could be a challenge, you know, but overall, I mean, this is, this is what I do. 
I want to get into our listener questions. Um, the team has definitely made sure that we've had, you know, people to come on the show or people that listen to our shows. Shout out to all of the five star reviews that we just recently saw. And thank you guys so much for all the love and the support um, following us to New Orleans this past weekend at Essence Fest and just all of the fantastic people that have, you know, stopped me, you know, as we were going to different events and just saying, great show. I love the content. I love the people that you have on the show. And I was the one who sent you that question. I was like, oh, thank you. We appreciate you. So you guys continue sending us any type of question. You know, we have all type of creatives on the show. People that deserve a story. And, you know, again, you guys benefit, I benefit from their stories because we're able to look at alignment and see how sometimes their stories can help us get through our life, can help others find out how they can continue to push the narrative and their intentions to another level. So my first question comes from Jasmine. And Jasmine, funny enough, is out of New Orleans. Shout out to Jasmine. Her question is, Gerard, why did you choose acting? Um, I feel like, like I said, when I was trying out to just sing, I kind of fell into it, you know, and once I realized like this was something that I'm actually good at, I, I pursued it and I went for it. Um, and there is a fulfillment that you get as an actor being on stage and getting that energy from the audience yeah. and telling a story like there's, there's just a feeling that you that you don't get anywhere else. And, I, and I've joked about this many times, and this is not why I do it, but <laughs> I, um, I get a standing ovation when I clock out of work. Yes, you do. You know, when I, when I get ready to end my day, my, end my day of work, I, I get a standing ovation every night. And there's something about that that is just humbling for me. Um, so there, there's a bit of gratification and also just like, wow, I touched somebody's life tonight. You know, so that, that's why I do it. You deserve every standing ovation, man. Let me tell you, I'm serious, y'all. This man sings his whole <laughs> face off, his entire face off every single night. I don't see how he does it. Look, him, Beyonce, the rest of y'all, I'd have been like, listen, I'm giving y'all five performances and I'm going to sit down somewhere. My next question is coming from, uh, it is from Tony out of Brooklyn, New York. Shout out to BK. The question is, who is your inspiration? Um, my biggest inspiration is my mother. And because I have, <laughs> I've known my mother her entire adult life. Okay. She had me when she was a teenager. Um, and so I've seen her go through a lot. Um, I've seen her go through changes. I've seen her, uh, you know, attempt school, attempt career paths, you know, and she's never given up on herself. And all of that, raising four boys, um, you know, getting married, divorced, remarried. She's never given up on herself. And um, that's that's always been what's inspired me to say, like, if my mom could do this, I can do it, too. <laughs> she's got, I don't have any kids, you know, like and she was still able to do all this and raise us and still put food on the table and, you know, take me to all my rehearsals and, you know, and, she, and she's still doing things for herself and she's studying at night, working a day job. My mom's like superwoman, you know, so yeah. it's like that's my biggest inspiration for sure. Our last question comes from London and London is out of Los Angeles. Shout out to London and L.A. And the question is, do you like something other than acting? 
Yes. Um, outside of acting, I like making money. Hey, come on. <laughs> that part. No, I'm just playing. I, I definitely have multiple streams of income. Um, I enjoy... Um, I enjoy touring like cities, like traveling and um, vacationing, you know, di seeing different parts of the world. Uh, that That is something I, I like to do outside of, of acting. Um, as we begin to wrap our show, you know, there's that piece of therapy that I love, honestly, because it really does make the conversation shift a little and you know it's never a, a moment to really get into anyone's business it really does kind of ask the question that a lot of people really begin to ask themselves because i think there's so many things that we're going through in life mm -hmm. that you know deserve answers there are things that we can just say hey i need to focus a little bit more on this yeah. and it really does uh, it, we curated it to our therapy session my first question is, what would you change about yourself if you could? Hmm. I would change my mindset of um, being afraid sometimes. You know, mm. like sometimes that, that fear will step in front of my faith sometimes. And... I'll still do it anyway. I'll still do it afraid. But sometimes it will delay me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like I get to the end of it, like, what was I scared of? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what was I afraid of? And and not that I missed an opportunity, um, so to speak, but, you know, I could have moved forward in more, much more confidence if I had just stepped out and just, just did it, you know. Um, I, I say that about some auditions that I've done when I say change, you know, something about myself into being fear. Um, I've gone to some auditions and I don't feel like I did my best because I was afraid, even though I did it afraid and walked in the room and I sang it because I still was walking or living in that self-doubt or mm -hmm. fear. Mm -hmm. I didn't sing my best and I, and they didn't see a display of excellence, you know, and I leave out of the room. Sometimes I'm just like, dang, if I could go back and do it again. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, like, I'll get a role. And another thing is, like, see, I'm doing good. If they had just seen me do this. <laughs> but, you know, but you don't get that moment back. Yeah. You know, so that that's what I would say I would change about myself. You know what's interesting? And when you were saying that, I had to think immediately about um, this weekend, Tabitha Brown. And Tabitha said something about whenever she was going into these auditions, she was masking um, how she spoke. And how she mm. looked. Mm. And that was her own insecurity, right? Mm. And I think as people, we all have these insecurities of things that we think other people are looking for. And the beauty about what you just said, the beauty about what she said this past weekend at Essence Festival is we've got to make sure that we are our full self. We are our 100% self. Because what's interesting is the feedback that she received, and probably the same as you, those casting agents and the people that you went to audition for, they came back and said to her, she said, oh, my gosh, why were you just not yourself? Because mm -hmm. if you were yourself, we yeah. would have given you the role. Yeah. But because we saw a whole different person, that's not what we were looking for. Mm -hmm. And then it goes back to ourselves to be like, yo, why did I doubt myself? Mm -hmm. Why did I try and put myself in this other person that's not me? But I think we all have those insecurities in life that we're just like, okay, I got to get over it. I got to figure it out. Yeah. It's a fear, you know, but 
shout out to all of y'all, even myself, you know, in life. But also, I have to say this, it makes you human. Yeah. It really does show that Absolutely. you're human. This is skin. We're, we're real people. Um, and keep going. My next question is, what is your proudest accomplishment? Wow. Um, I don't know if I have one thing that okay. I can say can is my proudest. No, no, seriously. Like just the fact that I continue to press forward. Like every time I get a role and every time I'm in Playbill or, you know, like there's a write-up or, re- or a review um, on something that I've done, like the moments continue to collect. Mm. It's a collection of moments. Like I, I don't have one that's like, oh, that was the greatest. Because sometimes I feel like the greatest is still yet to come, mm-hmm. you know? So there isn't like the proudest. I'm proud of every step that I'm making. We're proud of every step that you're making. The last question, um, before we get to that, the review that we pulled, which I thought was absolutely fantastic, was from BroadwayWorld.com. And they said, Tina, the Tina Turner musical is, quotes, simply the best ticket in town. If you are not there, go get your ticket. So, I mean, and I honestly, I felt the exact same way. So please, if you guys are in the Los Angeles area, if you're in California, I know that it's here on the West Coast, make sure you go and see it. My last question is, and and I love this question because this is how we wrap our show and you really get to see the love in people's ears and eyes and everything from what, you know, you've done in life. Because I've known you 25 years, and Mm -hmm. let's just say you really have accomplished a lot. Mm -hmm. And as you continue to navigate through this world, you're going to act on so many more stages. The world is going to hear your voice, and so Mm -hmm. many people are going to see the books that you write, the classes that you teach, and all of the things that your mom has given you and inspired you to be. Mm -hmm. And the world, so many young boys are going to see themselves in you, black kids and and white kids, and, and just so many people that are thespians and say, wow, he comes from a small city just like me. He did it. I can do it. Absolutely. What do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy to be um, how do I say this? The legacy that I want to leave is, is what I'm doing now. There are things that I want to leave in the earth like me doing this show and touching people's lives as I do it. I recorded some music years ago. Um, That's part of my legacy. The words that I wrote that will live on forever and that will touch people's lives and change their hearts, change their minds to be a better person, um, to be better to other people and to believe in themselves. That's the legacy that I want to leave behind by doing the work that I'm doing. You've done an amazing job. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you. Everyone has supported you. We're going to continue to support you. Any last words you want to leave? Any of your new fans, any of the fans that are coming through our airwaves, you know, yeah. that have followed you or will follow you now? Any last words? Yeah, I mean, if, if there are people who want to continue to watch my journey and watch my story, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Williams. Uh, You can also find me on Facebook. It's G-E-R-A-R-D-M Williams. Um, Yeah, like just come with me on this journey. 
You know, I, I, I'm grateful for every day that I get to grace a stage or share this, you know, this type of platform um, and encourage someone, you know, so I, I want you to follow me on the journey and then pay it forward. You know, like I saw this guy, Gerard, this is what he did. This is what he accomplished. This is what I heard from him. And let me share it with you. We appreciate you. Gerard Williams, thank you for your service. Thank you for all of your hard work. And again, make sure you guys get your tickets last few days, y'all. So yeah, we're wrapping it up. We are wrapping it up here in L.A. So yeah. again, thank you so much, always. And as we say at the end of the show, everyone, stay positive, but stay creative. Until next time, thank you for tuning in.